Hi all, welcome back to another podcast. Today we're doing Leicester and I've got Tom on. How are you doing, Tom? Not bad, mate. Uh, busy summer, been working quite a lot. Um, but yeah, thank you for being a podcast. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, cheers. No worries. Um, we'll be discussing Leicester. And let's start with the Community Shield last week. You went to Wembley, right? Uh, yeah. How was the game? Yeah, no, it was, it was brilliant. Um, obviously, it's brilliant to see Leicester City, obviously, with the COVID and everything in person. Um, great atmosphere. I thought we absolutely um, annihilated the Man City fans in terms of the atmosphere and stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a great game. Obviously, if you weren't really watching the game um, and you saw the scoreline, you think, oh, okay, it's pretty boring. But actually, it was, yeah, we played really well, surprisingly well, actually, because our preseason's been not great, to be honest. Uh, it's been pretty shaky. But yeah, no, it's been it's been really good. Uh, I thought stand-up players definitely when Ian actually came on, definitely changed the game. Um, who else? Indeed, he had a brilliant game, but he's always been consistent. Um, but yeah, no, really happy about it because obviously the FA Cup winners last year and winning up silverware and winning the community shield. Yeah, it was it was it was, it was an amazing day. Uh, but nice to be out finally and watching the uh, watching the boys again. So yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, nice to see Harvey Barnes back in shirt after his uh, injury last season. Um, I think he's a yeah. really promising talent, you know, fantastic ball carrier at pace. And then you've, got, yeah. you've got Madison and Tielemans as well. who can play those, those killer passes and they also have so much mobility to stay within the play. Um, what are your thoughts on Barnes first? Let's go with him. Yeah, no, obviously great to see Barnes back. Uh, I, I saw a couple of games in pre-season when he played against Wickham um, and he looked exactly the same as he was before when he before he got the injury. Um, but yeah, obviously we're looking for like another wing in the transfer window um, just to have a bit of backup to Barnes. I think competition for places at the moment is quite high in Leicester. So it'd be nice to have another winger uh, get, maybe get his place. But yeah, Barnes is a brilliant talent. Um, hopefully in the next, I don't know, maybe five years, he'll be, well, he should be starting for the England squad. Um, but if he doesn't go away and he stays at Leicester, then yeah, we, he's, he's a really good asset to the, uh, to the club. Um, and like you said, yeah, he's really good on the ball, like direct. Um, and he's also adding like goals to his game now, which he didn't before the season last. So um, no, but I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to next season, seeing how he's like going to progress. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he, he's, he was brilliant in the community shows. Um, and yeah, you know, he's, he's a good, he's a good talent. Yeah. Um, and you obviously, whilst he got injured last season, you had James Justin out. So that left-hand side was a bit weaker, but you've signed Bertrand yeah. on a free. And I think he's looked yeah. really sharp. He's got a nice link up with Barnes. Are you, do you rate him as a player? Yeah, it's a brilliant signing. So it's like, um, we, as Leicester fans, we compare it's like Christian Fuchs. So when obviously where Christian Fuchs is obviously retired now, Bertrand's come in and he's, you know, he's, he's getting on a bit. I think he's, I don't know how old is he? He must be in his 30s now. But um, no, he, he, he looks solid. Um, he obviously, like I said, he has a good link up with Barnes. Um, but yeah, he's very versatile as well. So he, he's, he's more of a, can we have Luke Thomas as well? He's, a, he's obviously an up and coming left back. But Brian Birch and his experience, um, he's very good defensively. Maybe not so good attackingly, but it's that, I think defensively is what we were missing at the end of last season in that so left back, uh, left back role. But yeah, he's looking really, looking really sharp. Um, and uh, again, looking forward to uh, next season to see him. 
Of course, yeah. And um, I've, I've been watching a bit of Leicester preseason. saw he was on some set pieces and whipped great yeah. ball into Soyuncu to head home. And yeah, um, speaking of preseason, I've also seen a new signing, uh, Pat Sandaka. Come yeah. And, you know, what, what are your thoughts on him? You must be excited, right? Yeah, very excited. Um, obviously, he's, he's had a brilliant uh, season last season for RB Salzburg. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. I think it's like 39 goals in 41 games or something ridiculous like that. So he's a goal scoring machine. Um, but I think the reason they brought him in was because of um, he's very similar to Vardy. I think yeah. when Vardy sort of uh, retires or I don't know, maybe goes somewhere else or maybe go to MLS or something like that, um, you know, he, he's that sort of replacement. Although at the moment, obviously, we haven't seen much of him at Leicester. We only see him pre season, but he looks sharp. Um, Obviously, I'm not sure if he's going to fit into the Premier League straight away. I think he might have be a bit of like an Ian Acho and have to take a couple of seasons to get used to it. And then hopefully he'll find his uh, find his rhythm. But um, I'm not sure what formation he's going to play in for next season. But I think, I'm pretty sure he'll be more of a squad player than a starter. Because obviously he's still got Vardy in there, who's going to basically start every game. Um, obviously, if he doesn't get injured. But hopefully, yeah, if he comes on, scores some goals, then you never know. He'll be starting alongside Vardy. Vardy. Um, but yeah, no, it looks really exciting. Um, very happy about the whole transfer window as a whole, to be honest, for Leicester. It's been brilliant. Uh, but yeah, no, it looks very exciting, player. Yeah, so I, I think he will definitely ease the burden on Fardy, who's ageing. You know, he hasn't really shown signs of it and he's still yeah. going strong. But yeah, I think they're very similar players, you know, both play on the last man, great in transition. And I think he understands um, how to use his pace without the ball at his feet, you know, just movement off the ball looks great yeah, and then you've exactly. got Ian Acho too so um, Ian Acho and Vardy looking at expected goal stats for last season um, Vardy had an expected goal stat of 12 so that means the chances that he got given he was expected yeah. to score 12 goals from them and he only okay. managed seven and Ian Acho was in fact the opposite and got 12 goals from seven expected goals so okay I think yeah definitely yeah Potentially shows yeah, it's sort of, in, in Acho's finishing. And yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, you can see the end of the last season, like the half, last half of the season, their role was completely reversed. So it was like, you know, Ian Acho providing assists to Vardy um, or creating chances for Vardy in the first half. And then um, I think, I don't know what happened. I, I, I'm not sure what Vardy stopped scoring goals, but I think it's just Ian Acho just took off um, mm. and started scoring goals. And actually, the, the amount of assists that Vardy created was was phenomenal, to be honest, because he doesn't normally create assists. Um, he normally scores goals, but he was he was you know he's creating basically every assist for Ian Acho's goal. Um, I think there was a game last season we played against Sheffield United at home, one three 0 Collective Ian Acho scored a hat trick, and I think Vardy put a brilliant ball in for Ian Acho, um, and he's been doing that the last basically the last half of the season. Um, but yeah, no, exactly, the roles are completely reversed. Um, yeah, it's, it's brilliant to see, actually, to be honest, because I've never seen Vardy as an assist player and he's actually providing more um, chances for the team, um, which is good. Yeah, perhaps he realises, you know, his his days are probably numbered and he wants to pass it, pass the baton on to Ian Acho in a way and ease the transition. And now they've got Daka, you've got Daka as well. So great, yeah. great strike, strike force up front. But based on Roger's systems, I feel like he's more inclined to go for a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 with wingers rather than two up top, especially yeah. now you've got 
Fafana out to the season, obviously that's a massive loss. So yeah. I can't see him starting with three at the back. What formation do you think he's going to start the season with at least? Again, I don't know because we've got so many uh, new players coming in. We've got Tsunami, um, who's obviously he's a brilliant CDM, young CDM. Um, but obviously he's not. He's probably too young to start. We've got, still got Tillemans uh, and Didi. Those CDM. So I think a 4-2-3-1 is probably the most realistic formation I can think of with Barnes. Um, I don't know who will play on the right. Probably it could even be a Yossi Perez, but a, quite, a lot of Leicester fans don't actually rate him at all. Um, and, but it's only because he's not really scoring any goals or providing anything to the team. Um, but that's probably a realistic formation, 4-2-3-1. Um, but, you know, I, I, I could see us playing with two strikers, definitely, maybe. Uh, maybe a 4-1-2-1-2, potentially with two wide wingers, but um, we just have to see. I mean, I don't really know what Brendan Rodgers is going to play in terms of formation, but um, I think even if he plays a formation which is not expected for, for uh, from Leicester fans, I think we'll still, we'll still shine um, because of the squad depth. But yeah, no, it, it's going to be quite uh, interesting, actually. Yeah, um, I think Rodgers is a great... Uh, tactician and he you know uses the the opponents to choose his own starting lineup to see where he can find weaknesses and things so yeah I think it'll be very opposition dependent these lineups and yeah um, I'll be excited to see where James Madison fits in obviously we've seen a lot of links to him as an Arsenal fan do you think he stays with you guys or do you think he'll move on this summer I think he I think Brendan Rodgers said he'll stay um, I, I, me- I remember saying last week he in his one of his uh, I think it was interviews after the one of the preseason games I think against QPR he said Tillemans and uh, Madison were happy staying at Leicester this season. Um, obviously, as an Arsenal fan, you're, you're probably uh, a bit disappointed. You need that sort of cam like Madison, but I think if Madison has another good season for Leicester this season coming up, I think he'll probably move on. He could even move on in January window to be honest, or he could meet, but he'll probably move on in the summer. Because um, he's still, you know, quite young. He's not really in his proper prime yet. So, I think he'll stay the season, considering we have also European ambitions. And I think the target for next season is probably, well, in my eyes, it would be to um, to do well in the European competition. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think he'll he will probably stay. Um, obviously, transfer windows. When's the transfer window? In, when's it finish? Is it first? So yeah, Very first. Yeah. So yeah, he's it's, it's quite late still. But you know, there could be a final day, like bid for him uh, if Arsenal are really really desperate. But I don't see him going to be honest. Yeah, I think the the seventy million quoted to be in my I I don't really think that's worth it. If I'm honest, maybe you you disagree with me, but I think it's an expensive price to pay. And I've heard I've got some. Uh, Leicester inside sources at the club and I've heard that he's got massive attitude problems actually Um, I've heard of like bust ups between Wes Morgan on the training ground that they've not leaked and you know he's clashed with and Covid guidelines he's broken them a few times and then hasn't gone to watch the game with the fan uh, with the fans and the players he's gone played golf you know that sort of thing that's not really what we're looking for as part of a rebuild no, yeah, I did hear about a couple of those instances, but he, he, his character is like that, to be honest. He's quite a, an arrogant guy. Not, not in a bad way, but he, he obviously he thinks that he's a superstar of the team. Um, and, it, you know, he's, not, he's not, probably not wrong. He's, he's, a, good, he's a really good player. Um, but, yeah, his attitude is, you know, sometimes can be bad. 
Um, but if that's not what Arsenal's looking for, then I, I think in terms of the price, uh, you said 70 million, did you? Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the quoted fee. That's the quoted, yeah. So I think I think if you look um, at how old Madison is, how old is Madison? Like, must be mid-20s or something like that. Yeah, 25, 26. 25, it. 26, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the thing is, is every, all the transfers are changing. So everything is going up and everything. You've got to look at Mares, who went to Man City for less than about well, three, three, two or three years ago. And he was worth, I think, 60 million. So if you compare that to Madison now, I would pro- I would probably go for Madison. I'd probably go about 50 million. I, I think 70 million is probably a bit too much. Mm. Um, if, you, if you're comparing it to Mares. But, you know, th- with all the prices going up, Lukaku going for over 100 million, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's mad. So I, 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 could see, I could see him going for 70 million, to be honest, if Arsenal put a bid in, a, like a big bid on for him. But... Um, yeah, he, I don't think he's worth that much considering he actually wasn't that great last season. Well, not up to his proper prime, to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And I mean, I think we've been we've been linked to Odegaard, obviously, who we had on loan for last last season. And there's been prices quoted of about 40, 45 million for Real Madrid were to let him go. And I think, you know, comparing the two, 45, 70, obviously they're different types of number 10s, but... I think we will probably go for Odegaard if he's available. Just he's the priority, it seems, at a smaller price as well. But I'm sure Leicester will be happy to keep him anyway. And then you've, yeah, got, definitely. you've got Tielemans too, who's he's more of a deep lying playmaker and he's got you know the odd goal and assist in him. Um, yeah, we've we've heard about him for years actually on, on FIFA career modes. You know, he's always that guy that's had tons of potential. And yeah. How long do you think he's going to stay at Leicester for? Do you think he's going to be there long term or do you see him moving on soon? Um, it, it really depends how he does next season, to be honest. Obviously, he's a quality player um, um, and, and they, they call him at Leicester. Like they say, uh, he's got a, he's got a basically a wise brain on such a young shoulders because he's honestly he reads the game so well. Um, but if he has a good season again, I don't I don't really see him staying at Leicester next, the next following season after this, to be honest. Um, he's, he's, he's too, he's still quite young. He's still really young. Um, and he'll, he'll probably look to, if we don't get Champions League football, I think this season, he'll probably move to a club who has Champions League football. Might even go abroad. I don't, he might, I don't really see him staying in the Premier League, to be honest. I think he might, you know, go for bigger Spanish, the biggest Spanish club, or maybe even if PSG want to go for that again. But um yeah, no, if he has a good season this season, I don't think he'll stay uh, the following season after that. Yeah, fair enough. I can I can see that happening too. Um, yeah. Let's look at the defence now. So you've got, obviously, great full-backs, I think, in Ricardo Pereira and Castagna. So Pereira, he's looked great in pre-season from what I've seen. Had a bit of a quiet last season, I guess, because of injuries, but he was so strong the year before. Yeah. Um, Castagna's versatile, so... Which position do you see each of them playing? Because they can both play right and left back. So who's who's first choice in which position? That's the thing I don't know. That's I was discussing this with my dad actually about the fullbacks and stuff. I have no idea. It all also depends on what Brendan Rodgers' formation is going to play. Um, but right now, obviously, Castagna's I think still out with an injury. I think he I think he may be coming back next month or something like that. Um, Obviously, Ricardo is probably going to be the first choice anyway, right back, because he's always been that solid player. Um, 
but right yeah right now ricardo right back and then i see i see birch i don't see anyone really taking birch's place um for the premier league to be honest maybe luke thomas if lift birch and gets tired um but if Frank Castagna's back, it'll be, it'll be basically a um, competition between those two, I think. Even James Justin coming back as well. Like, we've got so many good fullbacks. And that's the problem. We've got so many good fullbacks who just don't know where to play, play them. Um, but the, the good thing is for full of next season is that we have that squad depth for Europe, uh, which I think we sort of lacked a little bit in terms of the, the, the end, of the last, uh, end of last season where we just missed out on the top four. Um, because I think quite a lot of the fullback we had injuries with James Justin, Ricardo Pereira got an injury, um, and yeah, so it, it all depends on the formation when Rogers plays. Plays, um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll have a look at next season, see what is going to happen. Yeah, I see that, and obviously, I think um, Ricardo Pereira can obviously play in that attacking side on the right. I've seen him play a couple of times, so that yeah. could be a way of fitting all of Justin, Castagna and Pereira in, but the rotation anyway will be fine for Rodgers because you've got so many games next season. Exactly, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, then you've got Schmeichel in goal. He's a staple as well. Been yeah. there for years now. Um, how many more seasons do you think you're going to get out of him? And do you have appropriate backup or do you think you'll need to go out and buy someone when he inevitably retires or moves on? Um, so... Yeah, so Schmeichel, I think he's must be like 33 now or something like that, like mid 30s. Um, so he's, yeah, obviously he's for, I don't know how many years, loads of years, like seven or eight years. Um, so he, he's, he's been all of there. But I think uh, a goalkeeper is a difficult one because I know we have Danny Wards and he played really well in the Euros. Um, but I think we'll probably have to look for another goalkeeper. We've got some good, we've got some good, good goalkeepers coming up from the under 23s. Um, who did play in preseason, and he was they were quite good, they looked quite good and comfortable on the ball and stuff because that's how we play. Um, but we'll probably we probably will look for another keeper. I don't think we're too rushed to be honest because I, I always think Schmeichel's you know, is he's, he's always gonna he's always gonna be that solid player at the back. Uh, oh, sorry, so yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll probably look for another, but I don't think we're too rushed, yeah, um, that makes sense to me. Um Obviously, Ev- Evans is out as well um, for the first few games. Mm. And with Fafana out on that leg break, that was a nasty challenge from that Villarreal player. I think we can we can both agree now we're not the biggest fans of Villarreal, <laughs> especially after... No, they were horrible, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've seen links to Vestergaard from Southampton. What are your thoughts on him, if he was to sign? Well, that, that apparently that's all been done. Done oh, deal. Done. Uh, the last two days, yeah. Well, last day, according to reports or something like that. But um, yeah, I think he's, you know, he's, he's Southampton, obviously their defence isn't great. And you can see where they finished in the last season where like, you know, they finished just above the relegation zone or something like that. But um, I thought he had a quite a good Euros Vestergaard um, for Denmark. So I think, you know, back up, obviously for Farnes' injury was, was terrible. I watched the game and it was, honestly, it was... The most, the most annoyed I've been, um, <laughs> being Leicester fan basically because like, he's been such a good player for us the last couple mm. of seasons or last season, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, so him to go and miss out the next season, basically the entire season is is, is annoying. But um, yeah, no, Vestergaard seems like a good choice. Um, we were also linked, I think, to Quebec from Liverpool for eight million or something. 
um, and Tarkovsky would be linked for ages, but we never, I don't think we've ever really had the signing. Um, but yeah, no, Vescar's a good signing. Um, but um, he'll be the backup for, um, well, he might go straight into the team. We don't know. If Evans, well, if Evans is out for another month, it'll be obviously be Sancho and, well, Marty will probably say this, we'll probably play the cup first couple of games, but then Vescar will probably go in. So, you know, we're getting good squad depth. I think I think the owners have made the right decision to go spend a lot on this transfer window. Um, considering we are growing as a club quite significantly in the moment. Um, but yeah, no, really pleased about that. Um, I think we'll probably look again for another winger, maybe in the next couple of weeks, just to back up Albrighton, who's obviously getting on a bit as well. Um, but yeah, no, really exciting times. Yeah. Um I'm a huge fan of Leicester's recruitment, especially over the past three or four years. I think it's been top quality. Um, but I think that's more down to, rather than Rodgers picking the players, it's more down to, you know, the people higher up who are obviously great at selecting these hidden yeah. gems, unearthing them, as you might say. Um, but I think this Vestergaard signing is more of actually a Rodgers signing. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure he's going to fit in as well as, say, your Soyuncu's, your Evans, your Fafanas. He's definitely fourth choice, and it's not. it doesn't follow the same strategy you've been going for where you sign young, talented players with potential. You know, he's 29 now, getting on a bit. I don't know, that, that just screams of a Brendan Rodgers signing all over. It does, yeah, but you, you also remember we also signed Johnny Evans, who's, I don't know, in mid-30s at the same, and, he, and obviously he's turned out to be brilliant for the last two seasons. So I don't know if if Brendan Rodgers is maybe looking for just a bit. Of, I think he's just looking for squad depth. To be honest, uh, obviously for Farner out, then you know we've only we're down to like three, you know, proper centre backs. And Marty can well, I know a lot of Leicester fans like don't really like Marty because he's he's always been in the club but hasn't really got into the team at all. Um, but you know he's he's really good in the chat for Shield of Marty. Um, but if you know we've got that squad depth now, so we shouldn't be too bad for Europa or Premier League next season in terms of injuries. As long as we don't get our main men injured, then we should be fine, to be honest. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. Um, one thing from watching Vestergaard like last couple of seasons is for someone so tall, he's not actually that dominant in the air. I think you'll you'll notice that when he slots into your back line over the first few weeks. But yeah, yeah. Might be something to watch out for. Um, let's move on now. So, who, where do you think Leicester are going to finish this season? Uh, it's a difficult one because obviously we've still got we got Europe again. Um, I think the main targets uh, for Leicester next season would probably be Europe and going far in Europe because we haven't really obviously had the quarterfinals of Champions League, you know, about four years ago, but we haven't really gone you know far, far quarterfinals, semi-finals in Europe yet. So, I think that'll be the target. Um, or even winning it, to be honest. Um, but I don't see us pushing the top four. I think the the, the top four, I'm going to probably go Man, what, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool and Man United. They're, you know, they've got some, signed some brilliant players. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're, they're one of the, they've got some brilliant tech players. So it's not really, it's going to be quite hard for us to push into that top four again. But you never know. Um, I think in terms of the position, I would probably go around... Sixth place, I think Spurs. I think Spurs will probably finish above us in fifth, and maybe Arsenal. Sorry to say, below us in seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you know we will see uh, it's it's quite difficult i think obviously we'll, we'll have another good season um but i don't think we'll break into the top 4 this season yeah not at yeah. all the top 4 seems so strong you've got obviously liverpool chelsea and then the two manchester clubs who just have super teams at the moment and pretty hard to break into that that top yeah, 4 but definitely I'm, I'm probably slightly more optimistic than you. I think Leicester are going to come fifth this season. And okay. I think I think we'll finish above Spurs and come sixth. So, you know, oh, you, you've got to say that, haven't you, though? <laughs> you've got to go for that. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching your side play again because it's obviously great football, you know, looking forward yeah, to it. Definitely. Um, who do you think is going to win player of the year across the whole Premier League? Oh, that's a difficult question. I mean, you've got so many new players coming in, like Sancho and Varane for Man United and Grealish for Man City. Um, I honestly have no idea. Um, it, it, I think it might be surprise player. It might be a surprise player. Yeah. Um, if, if Kane if was, I was gonna, he'd probably be a, a shoe-in, right? It would, it, would be, it would be a good shout um, for City. And for the Premier League Player of the Year, um, if he's scoring goals like he does at Spurs, then yeah, he'd definitely be up there. Um, I, w- I would actually just say Grealish because I think I'm not sure how Pep's going to play his team with obviously getting Grealish in as a you know he might be a left winger or more of a cam, but I don't know how they're going to play it. Yeah. But if Grealish has a good season like he does at Aston Villa and getting assists and goals, he'd be up there as Player of the Season. Yeah. Um, even even Sancho, but. Um, I think I think Sancho will probably take a season or half season to get used to Premier League first um, because obviously it's a bit of a step up from the German League. Um, yeah, no, I think Grealish should probably be player of the season. It could, it could also be De Bruyne, um, any of the Man City players who are really good. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm, I'd back that Grealish show. I think he's going to have a great season too. Um, for breakout players, do you have any in mind? I actually really like the look of you mentioned him earlier, Samare at Leicester. I feel, feel like he's a, almost in like a Yaya Toure-esque mould, you know? He's... Yeah, definitely. Um, I, you know, I've, I've watched, I actually watched a bit of the French League last season and watched him and he was, he was, he was really good. I, I see him more, um, and it's probably a bit controversial, but I, I see him more as a Pogba. I know he's, right. you say a Yaya Toure, but I think he's also incredibly good on the ball. Um, like technically, he's really, really good. Um yeah, the breakout player for Leicester would definitely be, I think, definitely be Sumame. He's been sick in preseason. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Maybe Pat, maybe Pat's Dacker, but I don't really see him scoring as many goals as people would think he would score. Mm. Um, in terms of Premier League as a whole, um, I think there'll was, there was be definitely a surprise package somewhere, even like Brundere and Aston Villa. Um, mm. who, who many people haven't really talked about yet in terms of like fancy football team and stuff. I know he's a bit injured at the moment, but um, I think he'll, if you ask a bit have a good season, he'll be definitely a good breakout player. Um, but yeah, no, probably definitely Brundere. Um, obviously Grealish again, but he's everyone knows he's good. Uh, in terms of Chelsea, Lukaku just signed for Chelsea, so that's that's a huge signing for them. Yeah. Um, he could be a huge, I think he'll. If if he gets his goal scoring tally as he did in, for Inter Milan, he'll he, he he Chelsea will I reckon will probably challenge you know the, for the for the title. Yeah. But yeah. No. 
Yeah. Um, and just going to finish a team that you've got your eye on, you know, you think they're going to have a much better season than people are predicting. Any teams to watch? Um, I would probably say, I'm actually going to go for Brentford. Um, and it's quite a surprise one. But they're an exciting team. Um, and obviously, I watched them a bit in Championship and they're, they're, they're like a bit of a Leeds. They like, like attacking a lot. Um, like Leeds last season, obviously everyone expects them, you know, to maybe go down or won't maybe just bottom half. But I think Brentford will. I think Brentford will be like a Leeds like last season, um, and especially with Tony up front and stuff. If he's scoring goals, and I, I see him getting, you know, top half straight away. Um, mm-hmm. And again, Leeds as well could even p- possibly challenge the top seven, top eight, maybe, or even it could potentially even challenge the top six if if they have a, a good season again. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Apart from that, I, I can't really see any other team which should be surprised. Uh, surprising package. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. Yeah, um, both good shouts, Brentford and Leeds. And yeah, I think that's that concludes our our little podcast on Leicester. Thanks for coming on, Tom. It's been a great. No problem. No problem. Thank chat. you for that. And I'm sure I'll get you on soon again in the future. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Nice. Cheers. Cheers.